0: If you're like me, you might hear estate planning and go, "Ew, gross. You might think to yourself, I'm not sure why I'd bother with that. Estate planning is only for the uber rich.
1: Tallgrass begs to differ. Tallgrass founding attorneys Laurel and Riley think everyone should have an estate plan. They know estate planning seems untouchable to a lot of folks, like something you have to do inside a stuffy law firm of stuffy McLawyer pants, Esquire.
0: But I promise you, Tallgrass is nothing like that. For one, they work out of their home so their clients can feel at home. They obsess, because they're nerds, over making clients feel like they belong and are supposed to be there. Also, their kids might make an appearance. They will take time to answer all of your questions, even the uncomfortable ones. They will work relentlessly to make sure your plan's exactly what you need to feel secure and at peace.
1: So if you've been putting off planning for what's going to happen after you've gone, it's time for you to give Tallgrass a call at 918- 770-8940 and start your plan today or visit their website at tallgrassestateplanning.com and schedule a free initial consultation for free it's right there on the website
0: and of course there's more because this is a podcast ad if you tell them you're a pod for good listener they're going to take 25 percent off their service fees just tell them Pot for Good sent you. Stop thinking estate planning isn't for you and give Tallgrass a call today at 918 770 8940 or on their website, which I'm not going to read out to you again. It's in our show notes. Thank you, Tallgrass. Welcome to another episode of Pot for Good, a podcast where we learn from those doing good in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the world. Why they care? What we can do, and most importantly, what you can do. Pod for Good is produced and edited by Random Productions. It can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. If you enjoy what we do here, please make sure to subscribe and share this episode on social media. I am, as always, your chief philanthropod, Jesse Ulrich,
1: and I'm your vice admiral philanthropod, Chris Miller.
0: And this episode is another part from our second anniversary live stream with. Kiori Taylor and Jonathan Sanders from the Stimulus Radio Show on KBOB, A9.9 FM.
1: We talked to Jonathan and Kiori about entrepreneurship, properly valuing yourself, and how not to let perfection stop you from getting started.
0: It's a great episode. Enjoy, everybody. A Kiori Taylor and Jonathan, I can never remember your last name. Sanders. Thank you. uh, From the Stimulus Radio Show. Yeah. Hello. Hi. They also have merch. Why am I so bad at this? Why did I not get pop for good shirts? I know. So
1: (laughs) forgive me. I just, somebody just donated to make me eat a habanero dipped in mayonnaise. So I'm struggling a little bit right now, but
2: welcome. So if you're (laughs) wondering why I'm sweating, yes. Oh, it'll probably happen again.
1: Oh, Oh, I hope so. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So you just have habaneros sitting around?
1: Well, so we knew we were going to allow people. To donate to make us do stuff. So I picked up some habaneros, some jalapenos. I absolutely hate mayonnaise. It's like the one food that I will not eat at all. And so people have been donating to make me eat spoonfuls of it to dip things in it. I had to eat a sweet bagel with some sweet cream cheese. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Sounds kind of splendid. Yeah. I don't tell
0: people the the things I would not eat under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. That was your mistake. So. Yeah.
2: I'm like, but did you bring medicine? Like, oh. how's your stomach gonna feel after It's probably not great. But did that's you bring fine. medicine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna Wait, bring some Are Thomas. you prepared? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, I actually like earlier. Yeah. Oh, oh no.
3: man. Yeah. Real wasabi. Yeah. It looks like it's wearing off. You probably. You know. <laughs> I mean,
1: uh, I nice. somebody's gonna that. donate for it to happen. Yeah. $50. more dollars. Yeah. We don't do it. We're not gonna do it for free.
3: Yeah. Great. <laughs> if,
1: if you're terrible <laughs> at
0: something, don't do it for free. But, uh, Kiori and and thank you for uh, joining us today on this yes. ridiculous live stream that we're doing. Yeah. Um, but like, let's let's uh, let's pretend we're we're still able to interview people. Um,
1: <laughs> you so, start. I'll so get there. Are you all yeah. drunk? What are you guys drinking? We have we've been having some beers. He. So two things he really doesn't like are ipas and sour beers so somebody yes, don't like to make
2: drink, it. i don't like
3: ipas drink. either yeah okay. see yeah. yeah i'm not crazy not yeah. yes mm-hmm. so. we
1: do have some regular beers if you would like a beer yeah. to join oh, no, i was just
2: trying would, to see if you were on one. yeah uh, we're well, not, the level
1: you guys yeah. are on uh, we're no. not drunk yeah oh, oh. i'll take one too
2: yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Yep, yeah, yeah. And, and a pizza. Heavy. Y'all are
2: ready. Right, so, oh, Jesse, ready.
1: Jesse does not like pineapple on pizza, so yeah, I, I
0: got
3: All
2: the
1: things that you don't like. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That one is gonna hurt,
0: so. Yeah. Okay. Pineapple's
3: uh, on
1: pizza, i pick him off. It's, <laughs> I could do it. He but. would not be allowed in this case. He'd have to eat that. I'd have to I eat mean, him, yeah, Okay, man. so we've got, uh, this is a, a lager from Marshalls, this land lager, and then I've got Oktoberfest. I'll take
2: Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest okay, for sure. All right. for sure. Oh, I thought there was only one of you just like, one, you're going to be taking that one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You like lagers? Yeah, I would have tried it. I would have tried yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, I'm yeah. not picky. Who can be picky on beer? That's right. Well,
1: Jesse is very picky on beer.
2: I'm okay. also picky. I'm not going to pretend. Yeah. We
1: just have different types of, of picky. Oh, God. Okay. Jeff, you're,
0: Jeff you're, really, you're, you're really causing all sorts of problems today.
1: Alright, we um, would need a donation for that. Okay, so the question is, would you be willing to do join us in a four person wasabi dab so just a little bit of wasabi yeah. on the finger that yes. you eat. I'll do it all yes. right okay so, so for so four fun. people we could. I think we'd need at least a $100 donation yeah, yeah $25 dollars a person yeah, at least. yeah if we get okay yeah. if somebody will donate $100 yep
3: we have to cheers yeah yeah
1: <laughs> all right cheers welcome 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 yes
0: so um, like another guest we had, you're wearing merch from your show. So tell us about uh, the Stimulus Radio Show.
1: <laughs> what happened now? Apparently, I misunderstood. He was talking about a different type of dab. Oh, the actual dab. Yeah. Like oh. just the hand motion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dab, oh, not yeah. not a dab of wasabi. Well, I'd so
0: say, I'd say for all of us to dab at the same time, I was, I'd say $50.
1: Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. So we,
0: it's $50, we will all dab. Ooh.
1: Yeah. We so do nothing for good. free. I was like, okay. yeah. This mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good beer. Yeah. Wow. I know, I needed something to wash down the other stuff we were yeah. we were having. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. This is the downside of us being able to see the comments. It was like distracting us. <laughs> I know, I know. We, <laughs> but uh but yeah, so like um I mean, I know you both do other things, but tell us about uh your radio show.
2: whoa. go ahead, John.
3: Yes, <laughs> the Stimulus. So, it's Getting ready to be one of the greatest shows of all time. Um, so the stimulus we air Mondays at noon, we talk about entrepreneurship. Um, you know, we're able to just really stimulate mind,
2: business, business legacies. legacies.
3: You know, we're able to and um, feature, empower local entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs from other regions. So people from all over, we feature them. Talk about their business, their stories, get to learn them and their struggles. And we like to have takeaways in every episode and, like, really just give our audience something to, you know, I guess, feed on, you know? Mm-hmm. So we yeah. love it. We yeah, love we it. also That's awesome. like
2: to, like, feature entrepreneurs who are only, like, one, two, or three steps ahead of, like, our listeners, as opposed to people who have been, like, successful entrepreneurs for 30, 50-plus years. Yeah. And it's like... Some of these examples that you all are giving are <laughs> not relevant. No, right, hopeful, right, know, right. I heard someone say the other day, it's like, if you ever lost, you know, like two million dollars on a the deal, then you know that that really sucked. And it's like, you got to know your room. Buddy.
3: No <laughs> two million dollars, in, I
2: would love to, to be in that situation.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we love to just what do we say? get started right yeah. mm-hmm. so that's that's just like a common theme where we want to get people inspired and like feel powerful or in powerful and empowered to like go ahead and pursue their visions their goals their dreams so and that's where stimulus
2: comes from yeah. Yeah. It's That's awesome
1: yeah awesome
0: i mean i know you are you are familiar with a uh, restream uh the website so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can you can you can see their show in stream form on on facebook as well um as and I've had conversations about your radio station and how they uh, handle being Technical able to listen difficult. to things afterwards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they're getting there, hopefully. Yeah. It makes yeah.
3: us stronger. Yeah. There
2: you go. <laughs> we're learning a lot. Mm-hmm. You tell us, how long has it took for you guys to learn all things podcasts?
3: <sighs> I mean, I think
1: we're still learning. Well, I basically just show up and talk. <laughs> True. So my I'll
2: part, back. it's nice.
3: That's nice. That's right. nice. You yeah. Everything um, up. yeah, We know up. Uh, we know it's hard to be there. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, like... Being able to sort of produce and host at the same time, it took me, it took me a while because uh-huh. I had to, I had to get good enough that I could fix any problem that happened in the recording afterwards, like to find out where that level was so I could pay attention to our guests and actually be involved in the conversation. And that took mm-hmm. a while. That took me just learning more about audio editing and and the tools available to me and all sorts of stuff, which is why I wanted a co-host in the first place. Because if, if I was by myself and something happened, I need to keep the conversation going. I can't do both. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can always like just like nudge Chris and he'll talk to somebody for five minutes while I'm fixing something. Yeah. So uh, also like banter good. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, but when I'm talking to somebody, I know that someone else is hearing something different than I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And I like to have that sort of bounce back and forth, especially when you're talking about, you know, something that people care about or that they're working really hard on or they're trying mm-hmm. to start. And so I mean, I, I was the, the one good guess I made when I started this was that I didn't want to do it by myself. Yeah. Um, the mistake I made was just how much work it was going to be. So (laughs) just like understanding, I mean this, I, this live stream, I guess would technically be like our, I don't know what, like 54th episode maybe. And Nice. Thank
2: you. you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I was trying to calculate how many hours I've spent on just Pot for Good. Not any of my paying clients. <laughs> it's just Pot for Good. It's a lot. It's
1: better not to. Yeah. 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 Jesse needs to learn that uh, not everybody uh, is as much of a perfectionist when they listen to you know, podcasts or streams or whatever as him, because I think he, he sometimes drives himself crazy trying to edit uh, to perfection yeah. with the podcast. And that's something that he yeah, well, it, needs to relax on a little bit. It was worse
0: when I had less clients and I yeah. had more time to worry about pot for good. I care less now because I yeah. don't have time for it, which I guess is good. Being busy is good because that makes you <laughs> de- naturally delegate. But mm-hmm.
2: Well, tell us more about that, because one thing John and I are, we are getting ready to do a launch for the podcast version of the radio show that we do right now. We're really excited about it. Um, but every time we've thought about doing a podcast before now, we're just like, it has to be perfect. We don't know what the format's going to be. We don't know what the intro song's going to be. We don't know this. We don't know that. And so we're like, I think we have about 40 episodes of our radio show out now, and it's like... Everyone thinks our radio show is really good, but every time we think about going to the podcast, we're always just like, there's too much we need to work on. So when I hear you say, like, sometimes (laughs) you just got to put it out there, we're challenging ourselves right now to just be like, put it on something that people Mm. can access easily.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I feel like we've had conversations about this, but you have have segments of your show where you're interviewing somebody, and then you have segments of your show where it's just the two of you talking. So it's really just like, what do you think – the audience would most be interested in and if it's just like the interview just put that out right you don't have to necessarily spend that much time editing it mm-hmm. um the equipment in the radio studio is probably capturing it at a good enough level yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like making sure that it's it's getting captured then and you don't have to recreate something later on so, so tell me
2: this what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't podcasting right now hmm. two hmm. years later
0: probably still applying for jobs and not getting them uh <laughs> <laughs> because I, I was i was beat out by either um, teach for America, uh, teach for grads. America alums or Tesla motors. Yeah. Um, but no, oh, what would I be doing? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I mean, once the idea was put in my head that I could do this for a job, yeah, not the talking part, I wish the editing part, mm-hmm. uh, I've literally, I think I've only applied for maybe two jobs total in the past two years. Yeah. And those were both podcast related jobs. And so.
1: it really, I mean, if you think about it, it really took you probably, a year and a half to get your business to the point where it really was a business. Yeah. Like a year ago, it was not a business Mm -hmm. yet
0: when I did, when we did the live stream for Puffer goods, first anniversary after surviving COVID um, I had two clients Yeah, and now I have, I can't um, honestly, I'm not sure uh, (laughs) nine or 13 uh, depending. (laughs) That's really really cool. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's great for my bank account. Not great for my time. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I mean, why I be doing I was an, again, I was a nonprofit professional before this. So I'd probably be trying to get a job where like my job was also my passion. But on the other hand, I realized how that can be draining over time. Mm-hmm.
2: So absolutely. So yeah, no. tell us
3: what so what's it been like building your business and really being able to apply all your effort towards your passion? Mm-hmm. How's that felt, especially where yeah. you are right now?
0: I mean what's crazy is it took me almost about the same amount of time to get the business off the ground for me to realize I was an entrepreneur. Like it didn't occur to me that if I wasn't doing a sort of like startup or like technology thing, that I was the thing I kept hearing about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and coming from a completely non-business background, I really had no idea what I was doing. I knew two things. I knew I had to like LLC myself, which I did, and I knew I how to get some sort of program to track how much I was spending on my business for taxes. And I'm still trying to figure out the taxes part.
2: Um, <laughs> I don't know if ever anyone ever no, figures out yeah. the taxes on yeah. their own.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I prefer to pay somebody. People. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I
0: really
3: good CPA. <laughs> and yeah. I really
0: need to do that because yeah, I mean, that's stressing me out a lot.
3: You got to get that return, man. You know, mm-hmm. get those write-offs.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, I, I mean, I, I joke. I, we get a lot of Amazon packages in my house and. Every time I get a look about an Amazon package, I'm like, yeah, it's for my business. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll and,
3: be fine. I
0: will say, like, it's great to go into a business where you also enjoy the items you have to buy for that business. So, like, I have to buy a lot of technical items, cameras, microphones, accessories. Those are things I would enjoy anyway. So, that's nice. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, I've, I've learned a lot from people who are in business that have nothing to do with my business. Like, just learning about the process of, how do you maintain sort of your sanity for those first two years? Cause it takes about that much time for it to, for you to judge whether it's gonna be successful mm-hmm. or not. And just hearing that from like more than one person was immensely helpful. So. so
1: I'd ask you all, so have you found in your interviews that people from different types of businesses but are all intra- entrepreneurs that there are, like Jesse's saying, are there certain things that are universal no matter what kind of business or entrepreneurial? Yes.
2: yes you'll never have all the information first Mm of all, (laughs) you know, like I think that's one of the things that we learned is like, you can never have the perfect amount of information to go after entrepreneurship perfectly, Mm -hmm. you know, and every time I hear, um, People are, there are a lot of people who come on to our um, radio show who have these epiphanies around like, I thought I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know until I started. And so that's why we talk about that. So often it's like, get started, because that is the commonality between everyone, is that they learned the most, they made the most progress, um, and they made the most money, and they um, really were able to exceed their expectations only after they got started, even if they weren't successful in what they thought they wanted to do.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... It's a process, you know, um, being able to take something from concept and then bring it into um, actual like operating business, LLC. It's official now. And now you're marketing. That's a process. And you, there's adversity that you have to overcome, you know, so it's like it's learning curves, as you as you said. And it's like having to overcome that adversity and take that adversity and make it into lessons. And And really something that I just love to see is when people talk about the fulfillment, and Jesse you were kind of saying that a little bit earlier just kind of what it's like to go from thinking about where you were a year and a half ago you know when you look around and you're like I didn't have any of this stuff when I first started look at me now I'm just accumulating business is growing and that fulfillment is just it's amazing and it's it's what we do it for because we love to see people's dreams just become reality so that's a that's a common theme and even if it's like still up even if you're still working you up that mountain you can you can kind of see it you know you can kind of see it right
2: there in the distance so I think another thing we hear a lot about is like people thought that they could do it on their own until they perfected it and then like presented it to the mm-hmm. world but you realize that you That's get a lot never further the case. Never whenever the case. you tell people about it a lot sooner and you know i always enjoy hearing stories around when people find someone who's who decides to help them and they had no idea that that person would help them. And mm-hmm. I feel like John and I run into situations all the time where we're telling people about the stimulus and our vision. People are like, oh yeah, we want to help with that. And it's like, mm-hmm. that oh, is really? so much, <laughs> yeah. you know, about That's what cool. entrepreneurship yeah. is it's definitely not about perfection. You know, it's really yeah. about like presentation and like getting out there.
1: Well, yeah, there's, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you mentioned there's, there's a lot of, a lot of struggles that you have to go through when you do it. And a lot of people try to do it alone with limited knowledge. So it seems like, you know, your radio program can be yeah. uh, a resource for people who are trying to start out so that they don't have to go through some of the stuff uh, somewhat alone. Jesse trying to teach himself how to do this stuff, how to how to start and run a business. You know, there is a resource out there for people so that they can maybe get a little bit yeah. of a jump start. Yeah. The, the, yeah. B-
0: the business part was easier to research than the podcasting part, the podcasting <laughs> part, even though there's lots of resources out there. Like you learn that by doing, and yeah. I was already doing that. So that was good. I will say the best advice I ever got was from someone who has, he started his own business too. And he was like, do not undervalue yourself. Like if you lose a, mm, if you
3: lose, say that uh, one more time, please, do yes. not
0: undervalue yourself. Yes. If you lose a client because they say you're charging too much, good. <clears throat> that client was probably going to be more trouble than they were worth. Just is 100% accurate. Um, so like when people kept asking me like what my hourly rate was gonna be or how much I was gonna charge per episode, I was like, I tried to compare it. I tried to look at what the market was, but it was so drastically different in different cities. So I just like picked a number and I've stuck with that number the entire time. And a year and a half later, I realized I was probably overcharging. But on the other hand, was I? Because people were paying it. So mm. I'm- Like so you that's gotta say
2: your word. Like yes. you set the- Yeah. yeah. Go.
3: Are
2: you sure? <laughs> I, didn't even, I just got excited and I'm like, yes. Yes, you're you worth, know
3: it. What, you're worth what people are willing to pay. Yeah. That's exactly, it. Yeah.
0: Don't don't, don't be like oh, no 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 like I'm not worth that much. Like you are. Like mm-hmm. if they're willing to pay, it, you are. Yes. So, and apparently people I am. So. There you go. There Great. it is,
3: man. You got that blue blazer on, you yeah. know, when you like money? Yeah. Blazers aren't cheap. I mean, <laughs> they're <not> expensive <laughs> either. Uh,
0: but yeah. yeah, I mean, it was what's what's so funny is you, most people who start a business, they're starting it because they enjoy the thing that it is. They don't enjoy the running of the business part, right? So there's always, yeah. everyone needs like an operations person. Everyone. Right? Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> like, I need someone to help build me the process by which I take an episode from it, the interview being scheduled to all of its editing to its being published, right? And I don't have, not only do I not have time for that, that's not how my mind works. Like, my brain is able to remember when it needs to but I need something to remember all the time so I can check it when I freak out about it right but I yeah. can't build that system I know other people can't so it's like mm-hmm. finding those
3: people and
2: that you know, compliment yeah. yeah
3: hiring out what you're not good at you know yeah. finding those people that can fill in those gaps and one thing kind of to that point is like when you think about entrepreneurship it's so romantic right like a lot of the times if you're not really doing if you've never done it before you're like man that's great you work for yourself you don't have anybody to answer to you make your own schedule but it's like when you're really in it and then you've spent some time in it and now a year has gone by now too you know you're just getting down the road you're like This is not easy at all. Matter of fact, sometimes I'd rather just have a job, you know? (laughs) Sometimes I would rather just, like, be able to, like, go somewhere, do a task, and know that, you know, you're going to just get a consistent paycheck, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like just having that mentality, having that grit and understanding, like, It's going to get tough and you're going to have to figure it out. And there are going to come times where you're like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I should get somebody to do my operations and maybe I might move a little faster. Yeah. It's Mm. like what level, you know, a lot of
0: what's been occurring, at least for me in the last six months is how much money am I willing to lose to take things off my plate so I can then attempt to bring on more business. Right. Mm. Taking that risk of like hiring people part time or outsourcing some work so that I then have more time to try to get more business to make it so I won't be the only one running this. Yeah. So
2: I think what you're saying is really neat and cool. And I think these are the kind of tidbits we like to talk about on the show because so much of what is universal around Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship are the multiple like cycles of mental acrobatics that you're going through in your mind about what decision should you make when Mm -hmm. you know it's not necessarily about the industry you're in it's not necessarily about the product that you're selling Mm -hmm. you know but just the questions around when should i hire someone else should i get a building should i not get a building do i want to do a llc or do i want to do a nonprofit? like okay i thought i was going to quit because my wife was nagging me but you know it's like i'm trying to do this for both of us so we actually see more universal stories and people's like personal story than like in their business but Hmm. i think that it's a combination of like taking who you are as a person and thinking about how your growth like is changing you and how like the impact of your business is changing the world i find that most of the people that we interview they're all pretty much saying the same thing and it's not just like get started but it's like when you do the work it will fulfill you and like it will like Hmm sustain you but a lot of people I think that if you get caught up in the details it is hard to like keep going which is why John and I we talked in the in the beginning we were just like you know what are we going to do because like we're not the experts at entrepreneurship <laughs> yeah. but then we were like but you know what? like we are experts at asking questions about why are you yeah, doing what you're doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we're great
3: at figuring stuff it, out yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. we want to know everything that you know we're mm-hmm. experts at asking questions <laughs> so let's like,
0: yeah, get every time, here yeah every time someone asks me like what makes a good podcast? I'm like someone who is immensely curious yeah. about yeah. everything, and yeah. Chris and I are that. And I can tell both of you are. Yeah. You just want to know things, yeah. and so that makes you want to listen to what someone is saying about whatever it is. Like. Yeah. I don't know, I'm interested in something until someone starts telling me about it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I'm interested in that. <laughs> it's pretty
3: cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thought provoking conversation, right? Where you're like at the edge of your seat It's, it's dope. I mean, I think I, so. What I, and with our show as well, so sometimes we kind of figure out, like, how do we structure this? Because, like, how do we structure these conversations? Because as you said before, like, banter is good. So we know we got to have a little banter in just because we got to get the good energy going. Mm-hmm. And then as you get into the conversation, you're like, well, we wanted to stay on topic, but sometimes we're like, we're just bouncing all over the yeah, place like, yeah, oh, that, wait, yeah. what? I didn't know you did that. And you just got to go down that tangent for a little bit. And it's it's just really interesting hosting and and trying to figure out, okay, is this good? Should we head in this direction? What's best for the show? But it always makes for trying like to, a good product. Yeah, you know? trying
2: to find balance because we'll debrief sometime and it's like, how do you feel about the show? It's like, how do you feel about the show? It's like, well, <laughs> you go first. it was a good show and a great conversation. But did the people get what they came to get? Yeah, <laughs> You know, like and then now we're like going back and forth on um, do we want to do. Topics, Or Mm -hmm. do we just want to go in the show and just like let people talk, you know, like, yeah, Mm because we don't want to over promise Mm -hmm. and under deliver. But sometimes when you just like get in the flow of a good conversation, you just want to go where it goes.
1: Well, we found sometimes when maybe we'll have somebody on to talk about a particular organization that they work for but then we find out that there's something even more amazing that they're doing in their personal life, right? That you know, our our podcast is all about people trying to make Tulsa a better place and sometimes it's not about the maybe nonprofit or whatever they work for, it's something they do in their personal life. And so yeah, we'll end up spending the whole conversation talking about that and it's something that that guest maybe thought, you know, wasn't a big deal or wasn't interesting or wasn't important. But to us and to our listeners, it turns out to be even bigger than the topic we brought them on for. Yeah, so yeah. to me, that's when, you know, it can be really cool conversation.
0: I would say, especially with podcasts, you have to think about what, what, what will be different about your show. Like there are plenty of, of even telsa centric things that will talk to a nonprofit about what they do. Like, you know, Studio Telsa or, um, you know, any sort of new, like uh, whatever the magazine podcast is. Like what, what What Good was is more of a j- chance for them to talk about themselves and why they care about the thing they're working on. Mm-hmm. And so, and to not have to just repeat the, you know, development or marketing language they they've been given, right? To talk about, you know, the sort of the personal part. And that makes it, that's what makes our podcast yeah. different. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think for both of you, like it's okay, like going on tangents is good because entrepreneurship is not a straight line. Yeah, So the conversation about it shouldn't be a straight line either, I would say. Yeah,
1: I will say the good thing about doing it as uh, turning it into a podcast is you can maybe record it a little longer and then cut out the tangents that turn out to be less interesting. Yeah. Or right. And you can also, if you do something like Jesse just did where he was trying to remember the name of something. You can always cut that out fix or, that or fix it in post, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one like of the nice things. Tell uh, the talks. Guys. yeah. the talks was the name of it. Anyway. There you go. You can make yourself sound even better and your yeah. guests sound even better if you do a little editing. Yeah. I mean, because... It just takes a lot of work. Yeah. Chris knows this. I, I go on a journey, <laughs> sometimes trying to
0: get to what my question is, and it might take... In text form, an entire paragraph <laughs> to get to my question, and I just edit that part out and just go right into the question.
2: Uh, I was going like, to ask you: Does you being a podcast like host and facilitator of all these conversations, does it make you a better listener?
0: Yes, e- even with even without the training that I got, say in Thrive and yeah. other leadership, tell so things and active listening. What interviewing other people shows you is, the, you know, everyone says this: that so when you're talking to people, like don't just think about the next thing you're going to say; listen right. to what they actually say. In podcasting, that's the only way to have a good conversation. That's mm-hmm. the only way for it to be interesting to other people other than yourself. So as much as Chris and I like to joke that you know we, we talk too much, we really do try not to talk that much in our interviews. We try to... We're not ma- always
1: successfully, yeah. but we try.
0: Uh, in the edited form, it sounds like we barely talk. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I mean, to answer your question, yes, it has made me both a better public speaker and a better listener.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've found that it's jarring when it sounds like it's just a list of questions and answers, right? Oh, when yeah. it's just, I ask a question, wait for you to answer. Now I ask another question, <laughs> a, you give another yeah, answer, right? Because yeah. we'll try to prepare questions sometimes <laughs> and we may end up asking two of them because the conversation goes in a completely different direction. And yeah. it would be very jarring if we just wait and then, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna go back to my question. I had <laughs> Check over it here. off the list, like, all right, right. right.
0: <laughs> One of our uh, future guests uh, might be, is heading to my house and I'm not not to my <laughs> house. <laughs> no. I, I will make... You know, I have to
2: double-check the address just in case. I was like, is Jesse going to have all these people at his house <laughs> today? I was like, let me double-check this.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will make one announcement. We did make it over $1,000 for our donations yeah. for the live hit it,
2: stream. Hit it on Airhorn uh, DJ Airhorn <laughs> Air
1: Air going mm-hmm. off right there. <laughs> Congrats. I was going to see if they ask us to do anything on this latest donation.
0: Stop talking. Uh, <laughs> again, they can turn off the stream anytime they want. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, our friend, our friend uh, Mike Hopper donated, so we need to see if he wants us to do something.
0: Hopper, tell us what you'd like me to do. <laughs> you know. Um, so I mean, like we do on our actual podcast, which, which this sort of is. You came on to talk about the stimulus, but you both do other things. I know, Kiori, I know you work for the TDC, but sort of also in sort of the same sort of field. But so, can you, can you talk a little bit about the work you do during the
2: day? I guess. Um, yes. So I help entrepreneurs to get educated on what it needs what what they need to be successful in securing lending opportunities for their business. Um, that's what I do as my day job. And I also run a 15-week um, entrepreneur academy called Mortar. That's here in Tulsa. So that's exciting. And at the top of the year, first graduation. <laughs> yes, we yeah, just had our I'm first worried. cohort uh, graduate. Awesome. I was so yes, excited. I really yes. It. I, well, we have a second cohort oh, graduating December 6th. So right. definitely tune there you in. Go. Our pitch night was virtual um, last time and we're going to have a virtual option again this time um, and in person and then we are going to be kicking off all new entrepreneurship courses at least three of them at the top of the year with TDC so that's super exciting um, and we're doing like cash prizes for the winners and I love the work that I do, and and it's very much for community. Um, and I think that one thing that is definitely associated with my brand, and I think it's really a big essence of who I am, is I always am focused on teaching people how to advocate for themselves. And when I think about the work that I do at TEDC, it really falls in line with my personal brand because I get to help educate entrepreneurs on how mm-hmm. to really sell and pitch their business ideas and their dreams to people, so that they're able to get them funded so that they are able to go out and do those things successfully and so yeah that's what i do during the day and um it's a very very rewarding job and it's a new department watching out of tdc and it looks wild and we're going through a <laughs> rebrand right now the entire organization nice. so i just want everyone to stay tuned because when tdc pulls up in january you're going to be like okay they're here to stay in a awesome. <laughs> in a in a new and unexpected way uh
1: just based on I've, I've got to ask. So you mentioned about having a personal brand and advocating for yourself. I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't really think about. And it, so how critical and how important is that to the success of an entrepreneur?
2: It is absolutely critical because Jonathan Sanders, he is my co-host and sitting right here. But he actually reminds me of it all the time because I am passionate about the stimulus, and then I'm passionate about my day job because it's community like facing. But also, when we're talking about like my own personal goals, it's like you have to talk about those things in order for people to know and invest in you. Mm-hmm. And like John's, like he's in real estate, and so anyone who knows him, they know that he does the stimulus. But everyone also knows, like, if you want to buy a house like go to don go to don go to don it's like you have to constantly promote what you do because people never know if if like your skill or function is going to be useful and i actually went to a workshop one time and it talked about the psychology of buyers and sellers and it said that you know a buyer doesn't really care how much of an expert you are at something it's all about emotional proximity so it's like you have to keep talking to people over and over again about what you're doing because <laughs> whenever <laughs> they think of it you should be the first person that yeah. comes in mind yeah so <laughs> this is
0: so true because okay for the last two years like the joke was anytime if anyone mentioned the word podcast on facebook like someone would tag me yet on the other hand people i talked to people who were like oh i didn't know you did that like that you did it for other people. I'm like, what did you think they were
3: talking about?
0: <laughs> right. like, you, I, I, the funny. one advice I, two pieces of advice, advice I gave is like, don't undervalue yourself and annoy the crap out of people. Like, you have to. <laughs> like, you, you have to, you know, touch people at least five times for them to even notice. <laughs> so, it's going to seem like you're overwhelming people talking about the thing you do, but that's, to cut through all the noise, that's what you
3: kind of yeah. have to do. So. Yeah, especially in real estate, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, everybody, I am, in real estate in multiple ways, you know, from the investment side, if you're looking to buy an investment property or from the residential um, side where we can talk about houses being listed on the market. So I work with buyers and sellers, as we said, and I like to think about it like selling dreams, you know, because that's really what everybody wants to to get. Like we mm-hmm. do all these things so that we can get a nice house, get somewhere where we really love, we appreciate, and you can see your work like in front of you. so. Uh, that's what I do. And that's what I love. You know, real estate is just a great way to see entrepreneurship from so many different ways because I work with everybody, you know, and, and I understand what it's like to have to build that business up from not having any type of. Branding or notoriety to like people like recognizing you and you getting referrals now and like when people think real estate or when people think podcast, you know, your mm-hmm. names come your name comes up. So um yeah. And also it's like with real estate, it's it's a way to really have a tangible impact on the community. Mm-hmm. So community is something we're very passionate about the stimulus and like with that, you know, just seeing the different disparities within um, North Tulsa and then like the rest of the city, you know, I can have a direct impact on changing that. So That's what I work on. That's what I focus, and it just allows me to do a lot of different things, um, you know, to help people out. Because I mean, real estate is one of the number one wealth building assets that Mm -hmm. you can have. So, um, yeah, I love it. I love it. So, if anybody's out there looking, you know, let me know. Let me know. And can I I say one? Go for it. Go for it.
2: I want to take the opportunity to say I am definitely trying to be more bold about like doing consulting for businesses around operations and strategy. Just. Personally, myself, because so much of what I've been able to build in Tulsa and what I continue to build in Tulsa, they're just like programs on a major scale. Where it's just like, how do I create um, these programs that help mm-hmm. multiple entrepreneurs? But I don't get to like work with entrepreneurs like one on one. And so, like moving forward, I really want to kind of get back to that because I got to do that a little bit before, and so. I will say if anyone is out there and wants one-on-one help, which I think is always necessary because you can go to a class, but not really know how it applies to you. Mm -hmm. And then you want all this information from your teacher, but it's like your teacher's not being paid to do that. And so it's like, if anyone wants one-on-one help, that's definitely something that I'm really leaning into for the top of 2022.
1: That's awesome.
0: Uh, Can we tease for 2022 the podcast project you and I were working on.
2: Yes. And <laughs> this is the thing I was telling someone the other day. It's so funny because anytime someone introduces me in public, they just say cure the dynamic individual. Cause there's just <laughs> like so many random buckets. But, um, I also have, um, a business and, and, um, personal, um, I don't even know what the word is because I'm losing it right now for some reason. But I have like a project that's dear to my heart called Comb Cafe. That's all about, you know, how do you comb through complex conversations or detangle complex conversations, you know, detangle more than hair. And so um, Jesse and I are working on the podcast for that. And I'm still really excited, but I'm thinking that not, but I'm thinking, but, and I'm thinking that I want it to be maybe just like a show and what that looks like. And so now I'm like, okay, do I want to release the podcast or do I want to take the podcast and tease it to, you know, like pitch a show and do something bigger. <laughs> and you know, that I think is part of the entrepreneur mind of like overthinking and like not getting started or getting started halfway, mm-hmm. but like not committing because then you're thinking you want to do something different. Um, and I feel like we started that project months ago, you know? And so it's crazy because when you start a project, you know, months ago and the people who are around you and nearest and dearest to your heart. They're just like, yeah, whatever happened to that thing that you were working on that you were super passionate about. (laughs) And so, All of October, I have started having Coom Cafe like live meetups again at the Liquid Lounge Tuesdays at seven. And, um, it's just where, uh, strong women who feel like, you know, their weeks are very demanding and they don't have people to talk to. They're able to come together and just like fellowship. And so definitely getting Coom Cafe back off the ground. Um, but one thing I'm trying to focus on is Coom Cafe is also so much around creating safe spaces for people to have conversations on their own. And so while it's something that I want to actively build, it's not something that I'm looking to be the face of right now, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, looking back on, I wish we had filmed those recording sessions just because seeing, seeing, I mean, in a conversation about, both hair and having difficult conversations. Watching all of you interact was the most interesting part for me. Yeah, and even though what they said was amazing, seeing them say it, I felt like it would be as just as important. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
2: I think so too. That's kind of where I got caught up, but I think I think it's really nice. I think it's really nice. <laughs> it <is> really nice. <laughs> it's like it I is. think it's really it's nice. Yes, cool. John. Do you have anything else that you're doing that you want to tell people about? Nope he <laughs> <What? laughs> was like, no, not me. Listen, he's a, like, real
0: estate's a yeah. business, you're in 24-7, so.
3: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I, ha- I do have a bunch of interests, you know, um, from really, it's so, okay. My biggest interest is having impact. Having impact, leaving a legacy, and really just making sure that I'm a part of the change that I want to see. You know, in I've been purpose, in Tulsa yeah. for mm-hmm. a couple of years now, and um, I'm here because one my job moved me out here and then you know just something about me um got laid off due to the pandemic and that's how i got into real estate mm-hmm. you know and i could have done real estate anywhere my mom's a broker in tampa you know she's begging me all the time to come back and do some business with her down there um but i'm like no re- there's a reason why i'm here in tulsa so um with that like real estate is that way that i can have the impact with economic development and all those things that are going on and i do have a bunch of interests but i would say right now The biggest thing I'm working on is being focused. You know, like I want to I want to be able to master real estate when it comes to the stimulus. I want to be able to master this. And there's yeah, maybe a couple of other things that are in the works that I can't necessarily announce. I can't necessarily announce right now, but I want to focus. So what I've been I'm like, man, I'm kind of I'm seeing all these things, all these shiny lights. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. But I think the best thing right now is like master Master what I'm doing right now and then like really start trying to take on these passion projects, because when I think about it, those folks that I look up to, they master one thing first and then like later on in their career, they're doing all these other things. Mm -hmm. So if I can get down like real estate, you know, the stimulus, the couple of things that I have right now in my toolbox. I think I'll be okay. So. And maybe,
2: maybe rest is like the third thing, because as he was talking, one thing that came to mind is like when you're in college and they're like, there's the triangle and you can only have two of the three. And it's like sleep, study or like be social, you know, <laughs> and I feel like as an entrepreneur, you kind of have to pick three things that you're going to focus on. And one thing we've been talking about on the stimulus a lot recently is like rest. So it's like you can get really focused on doing your thing you know you can focus on rest but if you want to focus on like bouncing around all the time like either rest is going to like really suffer or mm-hmm. the thing that you're trying to focus on is going to really suffer
0: you mean like how i woke up at uh, 5 15 a.m this morning like, <laughs> sort of a
2: panic uh, yeah. Um, I sweat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's
0: been happening a lot this
1: week uh, um yeah I sort of- I feel I feel a lot of this conversation. Yeah. Well, one thing I I do think is interesting as we've been doing this for for two years is that I think going in, I always thought that, you know, uh, social justice and, and improving your community came from you know, maybe nonprofits and community activists. And and that's where it was, right? But I think we've learned that there are so many different lenses that people positively impact the community. And that's been something that's been really interesting to us to see that people find different uh, niches, whether it's entrepreneurship or real estate, you know, our sponsor that does it uh, through state estate planning. planning. Yeah. You know, there's like all kinds of just interesting ways that people do that. And and that's been something that's been interesting for me to learn how people tie purpose to their entrepreneurship.
2: You have to find a problem that you're passionate about, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you think about like multi-level marketing or any of these like get rich quick deals that you see online, it's like you get in it and then it's like, yeah, you know, you can make money, but like you're not committed to it because you don't feel it doesn't resonate with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I was working um, in Boston, we used to talk about like, what is innovation? And our definition always was like, innovation is the ability to solve problems, you know? And so when I think about like entrepreneurship, it's like Anyone can be a business owner. Mm -hmm. Just come in and follow a few steps and like convert that into money, you know? But to be an entrepreneur, like you have to be invested in the solution that you are trying to solve. And because it will wake you up at five o'clock in the morning, (laughs) right? Like you will find yourself spending money that you don't have. You will find yourself talking to people about your business, nervous, out of your mind, not knowing how to pitch properly, but just Mm -hmm. like going after it because it's like, That's how much that problem is a pain point for you. Mm. And so when you think about, like, people who are tackling social issues and people who are tackling just, like, making the world better from all these different angles, it's only going to work whenever it works for you.
3: Right. Yeah, you got to find what you're passionate about because you got to ask yourself, like, could I do this for free? You know, like, is this something that, you know, I could just wake up and, and just think about or work on just because I want to, just because I care about it. I'm on Amazon looking at these equipment just because this is the stuff I like to buy. Right. Um, is this something that you could do? And I had to ask myself, like, like, is this something like if I commit to this, is this is this going to be a part of my life forever? Like, and, and the answer is yes. And I feel like you got to ask yourself that comes down to the Why? You know why are you doing this? You know what is the reason for it? It can't just be because you want to make a lot of money. And for me, when I first got into real estate, it was to make a lot of money. That's it. Like I just want—I saw a way that I could get in, make some money. I'm like, I'm going to use the skills that I already have that I've been trained to do, and just hit it big. And when I realized that that money was no longer a motivating factor, I had to go back to the drawing board and like find like, no, I'm actually doing this because I feel like it's actually in alignment with my purpose. You know, as we said before, so. I feel like any business that you are, you're thinking about or you're wanting to pursue, you have to ask yourself, is this just a get rich quick scheme? Is this, is this some type of multi level marketing thing? Cause I've tried that as well. And, and you have to ask yourself, like, you, you know, is this my passion or am I just, you know, leveraging someone else's to make a few dollars right now? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and if you are, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But you also got to ask yourself that why. And then I think everything else will start to fall in line. Yeah. I mean, like
0: in like in a magical solution where there was like a universal basic income, would I still be spending my time doing what I'm doing now? The is probably yeah. Like <laughs> uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice not to have to stress about a certain amount of money. But like this is I mean, I turned my hobby into my job. Which everyone says you shouldn't do because then you don't love your hobby anymore. But uh it's still better than past jobs I've had. So yeah. right. I mean, on the other hand, like retirement savings would be nice and health insurance <laughs> would be n- not even worried about it. Health insurance would be nice, but you know, <laughs> Not being my own boss is certainly way better for my mental health than some of the bosses I've had in the past. So oh, absolutely. definitely,
2: definitely. My cousin, I remember he has said something to me once before. He was like I don't understand this whole concept of whenever you do what you love, you'll never work another day in your it's, life. He was like, yeah. Because this is the hardest yeah. I have ever worked. Yeah, yeah, but dad. Yeah, if you're <laughs> still watching like, the live stream. Oh, it's work. It's work. be it's work. Like, yeah. If in, anything, you're gonna work harder because it's yours.
3: Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But would you rather be putting all that effort? See, something that I was thinking about as well was so I was in medical imaging sales before I got into real. State, and that's how I got to Tulsa. To so managing this territory as imaging account manager, and um, you know, putting in at least fifty hours a week, fifty to sixty hours a week was like the standard. If you were if you were doing if you were doing forty hours, you wouldn't be successful. That was the type of job it was. The expectations were very high, and I'm thinking to myself, like, if I put this amount of time in anything I want to do, there's no way it won't be successful. You know, so you have to choose. Like, am I going to go ahead and put forty to fifty to sixty hours? Plus, into something else. That's like there's a cap at the at, at the, the level I could reach. You know, there's I can only go this far. I told myself I could be the top imaging account manager in this company, make maybe a half a million dollars a year. But I I feel like that's still putting a, a limit on myself. I I felt like there was a ceiling. There's a cap. And, and no matter what, as long as I stayed within this structure, I could not go as far as I want to. And I'm, and I'm thinking about exponential success. Like I always say, like reaching the sky, I don't even say the sky is the limit because there is no limit, right? Like we want to, we want to bust through that. So, I mean, that's just, that's what, that's what I think about. Like, yeah, you, you, you say like, again, you can't romanticize it. You can't sit here and say, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Like You'll be Come broke. on. Like you know, <laughs> you
2: you,
3: you, you are going to be working, but that time is going to feel much more valuable and you're going to feel passion- and you're going to be proud of yourself. And when you get those results and you see I took this business from here to here mm-hmm. on my back. That that is a, that's something that no one can ever take away from you, you know? So it's special.
1: Well, uh we both want to thank you very much. Why don't you for people who maybe weren't here when we started the conversation, give the details of the radio show again,
2: so yes. they can connect, yes, they can yes. listen, learn. Well, we you can find us on the radio at KBOB 89.9 FM, um, but we would absolutely love for you all to follow our Instagram and Facebook at. The stimulus radio on both of those platforms. And the link in our bio can tell you how to watch our shows every Monday at noon. Um, if you'd like to be a guest, definitely just shoot us a message. Um, and stay tuned for announcements on our podcast that's gonna be launching really soon. Um, and we have some other surprises that are in the work. But thank you all so much for having us on the show today. Thank y'all so yeah, much. we really appreciate <laughs> it. So and much. for the beer. Yeah, You're, <laughs> welcome. You're
1: welcome. October
2: Christmas is good, man. Yeah. We're still in October, favorite right. month of the year. New yeah. We
1: need to do a dab, yes. like do we ever oh, get there? Uh, no. Did I mean some uh, we did have some donations, they didn't specify what they wanted it for. So oh great. We do, Maybe I mean,
2: we save right? by the bell. Yeah. 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 Hey. Save by the lack of
3: ask specific. For their, uh, jalapeno covered in mail after we leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Right when we walk out there oh. yeah. Uh well th- thank you both and yeah, thank you
0: ho- hopefully we will be having conversations about turning the stimulus into a podcast yes soon. so not hopefully
1: let's yes. do it yeah, <laughs> that's right let's do it. do it right thank, uh, you, yeah, so thank much. you thank you
0: thank you all for listening to this episode of Pod for Good please make sure to do all the things I mentioned in the intro because I know you're probably not listening to the outro anyway so go back and listen and do those things but please support the show any way you can. Um, we are just two class clowns for justice trying to make the world a little better. So please, if you haven't already, get vaccinated, get your booster shot. I don't want to have to learn any more variant names. As always, Broken Arrow, get your shit together. Telsa, get it done. And if required to, wear a mask. <laughs>